The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. We're also brought to you by Bird Dogs Shorts. The world's greatest shorts are hooking you up with a free Yeti-style tumbler when you order over at birddogs.com slash pool. Again, that's birddogs.com slash pool. Welcome, everyone, to the MLB Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Friday, June the 16th, currently 4.03 on the East Coast, here to give our lock, dog, and total for the Saturday games. And we'll also get into some NL West division talk, talk about some updated standings, and look at some of the uh prices the updated prices right now in that division also uh and we'll talk about and or give out some bets that we may like for the nls division going forward for the rest of the season but helping me to break it all down here on this episode i got my guy here with me lante smith lante what's going on my man how you feeling this friday afternoon brother hey man pretty good uh enjoying the uh college world series um between uh, tcu and Oral roberts pretty good game uh outside of that man waiting on some some baseball stuff to update and, and get ready for the weekend but all in all a uh, good friday for me yeah man we got afternoon baseball we got mlb we got the cubs and the Orioles yep. going off and I have, i'm watching that uh college uh baseball game excuse me as well uh man it's been a glove show in that game on they've they got a couple oh, yeah, man. In, but oh yeah there have been oh, some yeah. incredible defensive plays thus far in this game so uh yeah uh so if you're a fan of baseball not just mlb definitely check out um the college baseball games going on but more importantly check out the college baseball experience experience with all the college guys especially noah he's been crushing it um just been grinding along man just make sure to check him out uh the the man's an animal he waits up at uh early hours or you could say late hours of the night Mm -hmm. waiting for the lines to drop uh and putting out pods uh for you guys to enjoy so uh definitely go give uh, noah his flowers in the ground that he is putting in for the uh college baseball uh world series um like i mentioned uh we're here to do our log dog in total usually our our friday episodes are a little shorter you guys know how we do it here so uh we'll talk about our log dog in total and like i mentioned we'll talk about the nl west uh division um the updated standings and how things are going to kind of play out or how we think they're going to play out for the rest of the season so Monte, why don't we just give out our picks here first, and then we'll talk about the NL West division. Uh, let's start with our total. Okay. Uh, I'll let you lead it off, man. What's your total for the Saturday games? Yeah, so I'm going to uh, Milwaukee and Pitt. I'm going under eight. Um, I think is the consensus number that I see. I don't know if you see anything better. Do you see anything better than that? Or uh, Let's see. Let me go back to the odds. I'm seeing screen. eight. Um, a little bit said- reduced Milwaukee or Pittsburgh, Milwaukee. Uh, I do see an eight and a half on DraftKings. Yeah, so well, I guess I'll take I'll take that. But um, I, I like it under man. Six of the last ten for Milwaukee have went under. We all know their uh defense or their offensive struggles. I'm sorry. Um, eighteen of thirty two of their home games for uh, Milwaukee that is have went under. Um, Pitt, while their their numbers say that they're you know like a mediocre over under team. Um, as of late, uh, they've scored three runs or fewer in six of the last ten. Two of the last three on the road have been um, three runs or fewer also. So that's something to monitor and why I'm leaning towards this number. Um, 
I mean, Miley, he got roughed up in the last home start uh, by the Dodgers, but outside of that, he's allowed three earned runs or total in the last uh, four home starts or three home starts. I'm sorry. So a little over a run uh, per game. I think he allowed two in one of those games. So it's probably a little bit better than that, actually. And I like Keller on the other side. I mean, he's been lights out on the road. Six of his last seven road starts. Uh, he's only allowed one earned run or less. Uh, in that seventh game, he allowed two. So he's pretty pretty good on the road. I think both both pitchers are going to, you know, six and two thirds, maybe up to that seven and the third innings. Uh, so I, I like I like the bullpens of, of both of these um, clubs. I mean, I, Keller, he got roughed up like late May going into his first start in June. But, I mean, he bounced back his last start versus met seven innings pitched, um, only one earned run. So I'm looking forward to a pitcher's battle. Uh, both teams struggling offensively as of late. So I, I like the under eight and a half here, thinking it'll be a, somewhat of a 3-2, uh, a 4-3 type of game here. Yeah, Mitch Keller in his career hasn't been too bad against the Brewers in his career. Uh, last season, actually, had three starts against these uh, against a Brew crew. Um, despite having an 0-1 record, he did have a 3.94 ERA, but that was really in one start where he allowed four and runs in four and two-thirds innings pitched. The other two starts, he combined to go 11 and one-third innings, allowed a total mm-hmm. of three earned runs. And then in two, two of the last uh, three starts um, last season, he had seven strikeouts and 10 strikeouts as well. And Historically, I mean, you know, I've talked about a lot on the pod throughout the years. I just don't trust this Milwaukee um, uh, offense. Um, I know right. Mitch Keller is not a left-handed uh, uh, left-handed pitcher, but even against right-handed pitching, uh, this offense is kind of subpar uh, for the Milwaukee Brewers. I mean, you take a look at it this season. They're number 23 in team batting average, uh, slugging percentage. They are number – let's see here. Are they slugging – Number 20, OPS, they are number 21. So, again, the theme kind of here has been they're a well below league average in most of those offensive categories. So, right. and I know Wade Miley got off to a really good start, like you mentioned, um, uh, in the season, but he did get roughed up by the Dodgers. But, again, we know the Dodgers offense Dodgers, is one yep. of the betters yeah, in the National League. So, um, it's gonna, I think it's going to be a good uh, matchup between these two squads. Um, quickly, I'm going to try to pull up um, what – the over under has been for these two teams within the division. I know I put the trend sheet out uh, today. Yeah, I've seen that. Uh, I know today's today's see. matchup there at nine. But again, I mean, you probably got better pitchers on the mound to, uh, tomorrow night versus um, what they have. Yeah, tonight, I know so. Rich Hill is on the mound on Friday right. night. So right. um, let's hear quickly if I can find it. Where are you? Pittsburgh and Milwaukee. Yeah. So uh, Milwaukee at home, 14, 18 and two towards the under, sorry, towards the over. So they're an under team. And then Pittsburgh really much right at 500. Or yeah. when you talk about over under trends. So uh, yeah, definitely cannot talk you off of it. Uh, all right. For my total here, uh, Lante, I am going to go over to the matchup between the Philadelphia Phillies and the Oakland A's. Um, this number is not out yet, but I'm projecting it to be around probably a five. Uh, I'm sure you can find it out there. Uh, but the Philadelphia Phillies team total over in this game. Um, it's pretty simple for me, man. I'm just pretty much fading James Capillion here in this 
game who's the, the projected starter for the Oakland A's. Uh, Phillies bats, I think, found some form against the Diamondbacks, uh, you know, to start the week. They took three out of the four from the Arizona Diamondbacks. I um, mean, in those games, they combined in those four games combined for 32 total runs, and they scored at least five runs in three out of those four games against the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks. And now you go up against the Oakland A's, who I know they had that winning streak um, and the pitching team that kind of turned around here. But when we talk about James Caprillion, um, he has a two and six record. He's uh, with a six point, uh, 6.89 ERA at home in Oakland. He has a one and four record with a 6.68 ERA. The opposing team in his home starts have scored at least five uh, runs in four straight games. So, if this number comes out around five, uh, definitely shop around for it. I don't hate it at five and a half. You probably get some plus odds on that. Uh, but I think the Phillies bat will continue to stay hot here. Again, they are the road team, so they get all nine at-bats uh, in the nine innings. Um, and again, with Bryce Harper back, it provides an extra, obviously, a power bat when we talk about a former MVP and Bryce Harper. But it seems like the bats have found some form here for the Phillies, so I'm going to fade Caprillion. I'm going to take the Phillies team total to go over I'm looking at a five or five and a half in this game here, uh, Lante. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, always good at uh, fading Caprillion, um, especially against the good bats that the Phillies have. Castellanos and um, Schrober have been on a, on like a, a spree um, in June. Uh, they got to get Bryce going a, a little. I think he, he'll round in the form uh, later in the later in the month going into July. So I think he'll be fine. Uh, but yeah, I think the Phillies offense has woken up. Uh, maybe they're getting ready to go on a little run. Uh, I mean, Oakland, they 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 did outperform the market by a wide, a wide margin yeah. um, and beat some good teams in the process. Uh, but I think Philly is in good form right now. Like you said, with Caprillion on the mound, not really a lot of faith in him to to get quality outs against a solid lineup. So I, I wouldn't be uh, I wouldn't be ashamed to lay the first five run total. I mean, run line and also um, the over team total for Philly there also, because it seems like Philly. When they come out, they they come out aggressive. They're swinging, um, yeah. and Caprillion is going to give you a lot of stuff to hit. So, uh, I would I would probably do half unit first five over for um, for the Phillies, and then another half unit on the full game. Yeah, I agree. Uh, all right, before we get into our dog picks of the Saturday schedule, let me tell everyone about Edge Boost. Uh, this episode is supported by Edge Boost. Edge Boost is the world's first bet now pay later Visa card. Edge. Currently offers up to 2,500 in betting advances, which can be an extremely valuable tool. Imagine what you can do with an increased bankroll. Get down on some of your favorite futures without tying up your bankroll for months. We'll talk about the NLS division, and you know maybe you find something there that you do like. That's where Edge Boost comes in. You can also double down on your favorite bets or even use it to create an awesome middle or even a hedge opportunity. Edge Boost isn't some sleazy loan shark as they charge 0% interest. Do you know of a way you can access more money to place on your favorite bets without paying any interest? You don't have to worry about bothering your friends or family to, you know, like I mentioned, if you want to hedge on some of the futures or get down on some futures, bet, whether that's for MLB or NFL season coming up or even college football. Uh, Edge Boost can also be part of a responsible gaming plan as you can set up daily weekly monthly limits across all your betting accounts in one place so do us a favor if you want to support sgpn and grow your bankroll go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge must be 21 years or older use problem gambling call 1-800-GAMBLER Adelante, let's get into our dog picks for the Saturday schedule. Why don't you lead us off, my man? What do you got? Yeah, man. I'm going to go with a home pup here. Uh, small dog. I think I see plus 105, 107. Um, if you see a better price, you know, shop around, of course. 
Uh, but I'm going with the uh, I'm going with the snakes. Arizona at home. I think I've probably been uh, on Arizona every show that I've been on. But I mean, just goes to show. I think they're undervalued at home, um, especially. I mean, they're 21 and 17 at home. Um, at Cleveland 16 and 19 on the road. I know Beavers on the mound, but I mean, the the way Arizona. I mean, they haven't played well. I think they lost that series against. Um, I'm blanking on who they played in that last series that they lost. Was it uh, the was Diamondbacks? It yeah, was it Philly? Yeah, Phillies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So we just talked about yeah. So but I think that's more to do with the Philly bats waking up yeah. um rather than them looking bad. And I think they had a, a chance to win a game or two there also. And so, they saw that that was a series where they started, I think, Zach Davies and uh Ryan Nelson as right, well. So right. it, and, and, it was and back the, in the uh, bullpen or sorry, rotation guys yeah, for the match. And Phillies well. were at Phillies were at the top of their at, at their rotation. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah, I mean it's not the greatest rotation, but it's better than going against your, you know, fourth or fifth yeah. starters, uh if you're uh if you're Arizona. But yeah, they're the um, Cleveland's great defense, you know, poor offense. They're uh, 27th in runs scored, 8th in runs allowed. So um, I think you got to take that in consideration when, you know, Bieber's on the mound. Uh, he, he's he been pretty good, but as of late, man, like he's been pretty good at home. Like he's been nails at home, but he's average to below average on the road, uh, depending on the opponent. Uh, he's allowed five or more in uh, two of the last three road starts. So, I mean, I think the, I think the snakes are going to bounce back here and get, and get a good win um, to a good series. They're sixth in close game uh, win percentage, which shows they can win a, a low scoring game uh, behind that defense. If Cleveland, you know, Cleveland's not going to allow or make many mistakes in the field, so you're going to actually have to beat them versus you know them making mistakes. So I think Arizona is poss- is a uh, pretty good at winning close games. I mean, like I said, top ten in close game win percentage. Um, Henry he was roughed up in his last two starts, but uh, he's got two earned runs or fewer in five of his last six home starts prior to that. So, I mean, a small, I guess a small sample size um, with Henry. He doesn't go a lot of innings. Um, so as long as he can get to the, I guess, fourth or fifth inning, uh, I mean, I, I don't trust the, the Arizona bullpen. I mean, that's where I start sweating when, I, when I'm betting them because they don't have a really good bullpen. But, I mean, with this lineup, I'm pretty sure maybe he can stretch it out to six and get that bullpen um, a, a little extra room to work with. So, Give me Arizona at plus money, man. Home pup. Uh, I think they got a lot of value here. Tommy Henry's left-handed pitcher, right? If I'm not. If I'm uh, Henry correctly. is. Yeah. Is he left? Yes, he is left. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, and again, Cleveland, like we talked about, Milwaukee is just one of those teams that's just not very good offensively at all. Uh, just overall in the season. I'm going to try to filter this down to uh, against left-handed pitching. And that's where we talk about handicapping. I think that's where, you know, we really find those kind of trying to find those edges where teams that are not – very good against left-handed pitching. And again, Cleveland is one mm-hmm. of those teams on the season. WRC plus stat that I love looking at. Uh, they're number 28 out of 30 teams. So not very good. Uh, team batting average against left-handed pitching, 241, which ranks number uh, 24th in the league. Uh, slugging percentage, 371, which is 28 out of 30 teams. And an OPS, uh, 28 out of 30 teams. So they're bottom five <laughs> yeah. in most offensive yeah. statistical <laughs> right. categories. So like you mentioned, I think that, the, uh, that Tom Henry – Definitely more comfortable at home in Chase Field in Arizona. Um, again, if if and you also mentioned that Shane Bieber has good in uh, Cleveland and this season he's only one and two with a four point three five ERA on the road thus far this year. So um, I know that they've been able to put up some runs in his road starts, but I mean I think that the last one was against the Orioles where they won yeah. twelve to eight. But other than that, against the Mets, two to one victory for the Mets in that game. He took a loss there. 
Um, let's see what else do we have here against the Chicago White Sox, eight to three. The White Sox yep. won that game. The Nationals seven to six victory. Oakland four to three victory. Right. Seattle three nothing uh, victory. So um, again, like I mentioned, you have a pitcher that's not doing very well on the road. And you have offense that has not been uh, doing very well against left-handed pitching. So I think that's a good uh, recipe right now for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, all right, uh, uh, Lante, my dog of the days. I'm going to go with the run line here. It's another home team as well. Uh, I'm going to go with the Seattle Mariners, minus one and a half. And you currently find this at plus 140 uh, for the Seattle Mariners. And we have um, Logan Gilbert getting the start here for the Seattle Mariners and Lucas Giolito on the mound here for the uh, Chicago White Sox. And I'll start here with Logan Gilbert. Last season, he had two really good starts against this White Sox team, 2-0 in the, both of those games, 11 shutout innings. He only allowed nine hits to the Mariners, and they bo- they won both of those games by at least two runs last season. You take a look at Giolito this season. He's had seven starts on the road for the White Sox, um, and the White Sox have lost – um, five out of those seven starts on the road when Giolito is starting, and all five of those losses have come by at least two runs uh, for the White Sox. Uh, White Sox on the road this season, not very good, 13 and 23. Um, I'm just going to fade the White Sox here and get behind Logan Gilbert, despite him only being one in three at home with a 4.11 ERA. He has faced some really good offenses at home. It's been the Yankees that was with Aaron Judge. Uh, The Rangers, we know, one of the best, if not the best offense right now in MLB. He did pitch a gem against the Guardians that we just talked about, where he only allowed one earned run in that start at home. Uh, But he didn't get any run support in that game. So now you have a pitcher that's coming in, Lucas Giolito, that's not been very good. Um, and I, I, Logan Gilbert historically has been very good against this uh, Chicago White Sox team. And again, this White Sox team just looks deflated. I mean, we saw it yesterday where they were up four nothing against the Dodgers. Dodgers come back tied up four to four. We saw what happened in extra innings where Lewis Roberts just kind of didn't even make a move or an attempt to go try Bro, to catch a fly ball. For, or, that was so crazy to me. Did you see that? Yeah, that was so. I was, I was like, <laughs> what the hell was he doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, was so, like, I mean, I don't. That's not a team that I want to get behind or, or put yeah. my money on. So I, I think I def I, I think I have the better pitcher on the mound here. I have a more motivated team for sure, um, and I have a team that's not very good on the road. So at plus one forty, I couldn't pass this up. I think Mariners get this job done by at least two earned runs. Yeah, I think it's a good bottle spot uh, on the Mariners. You mentioned with, with Gilbert. Uh, Gilbert's been really good against those top offenses. You brought it up uh, with the numbers. And I don't think that the White Sox are close to being some of the caliber offenses that he's faced and pitched well against. So that's just another feather in the cap for uh, for you with that pick. Um, yeah, man, I, I think the Mariners, they, they got to get, get something going here, get off to a, a better start. And I think this is the perfect team to, to get it against. I mean, the White Sox, they are uh, – I mean – Probably just deflated. I know a lot of people were trying to buy low on them to win the division, and I mean, I, yeah. I couldn't be more. I couldn't disagree more with, with that um, inconsistencies on the mound. Uh, we mentioned it. The play um, against the Dodgers, uh, they did look good against the Dodgers in Game Two, but I mean, we saw what happened um, when they took that lead. I think Chris Taylor uh, hit the the grand, grand slam, slam, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah and and it's crazy because um, it was the same exact pitch. He had fouled off a ball. Um, I think it was it would have been probably either like a a double, probably a base and cl- a base clearing double, or either a home run just over the left um, in left field, and he threw him the same pitch again, took it out yeah. of the park. 
But yeah, yeah, man, it just White Sox is just a fade team. Uh, you can't go wrong with that. I know Mariners haven't looked great as of late, but I think it's a good spot for them to get right. All right, before we get into our lock picks for the Saturday schedule, let me tell everyone about the newest sponsor on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. That is Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs are a stretch khaki shorts. They're designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. It's summertime, guys. I know a lot of us are going to be taking those vacations. It's getting hot uh, down here in the south for sure. It's getting hot in the Midwest. It's just it's that summertime. So whether you're going to be traveling around the country or you're going out of country where it's going to be hot, whether you're going to Cancun or the or Miami Beach, whatever the case might be, man, you need to check out Bird Dogs uh, for your shorts. Bird Dogs do the exact same thing as Lululemons, but fit way better. They fit way better than regular shorts. They're made of stiff, restricting cotton. And Bird Dogs fixed that issue by inventing a cloud knit fabric that looks just like khakis, but stretches so you can get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice on movement. They also have swim shorts. So if you're going to be poolside this summer, you have a pool in your backyard, or you're going to the community pool or a friend's pool, a relative's pool, wherever the case might be, you're headed to the beach. They have uh, uh, swimming shorts as well, so definitely check them out. Bird Dogs also uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. So how do you uh, take advantage of this? Go to birddogs.com slash pool, and not only do they have some great shorts, they're also giving you a free Yeti-style tumbler when you purchase any shorts on their website. Again, that's birddogs.com slash pool for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you that. All right, Lante, let's get into our lock picks for the Saturday schedule. Lead us off, my man. What do you got? Yeah, man, another familiar foe for me as far as uh, as bet, bet on teams. Um, in baseball, I, I think you can make a lot of money betting on teams and fading the, the teams who are, are not good. And I think the team, a good boss spot for this team would be um, in this matchup they have. And that's the Texas Rangers, uh, 22 and seven, 22 and 12 at home. I'm sorry. Uh, Toronto isn't a bad team on the road, 500. But I mean, we all know the inconsistencies. They could show up one day and score seven or eight runs, or they could be hitless and, you know, score one run. Um, so I'm going with Texas at home. They've been underwhelming in the series against, um, against the Halos. Uh, I thought they gave away a few games in that series, specifically yeah. the last game. Um, Otani hit the oppo home run. Yeah. Um, and they had some misfortune. Uh, I think they were rallying in the bottom of the ninth, and, and it would have been Simeon that came up, but, you know, he got threw out of the game there. I think two of their uh, managers got threw out of the game, right? Yeah. Uh, so I watched the highlight this morning uh, on Twitter. That, uh, I think it was Ramon De Jesus that threw out three Rangers. It was two okay, yeah. coaches and, 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 and Marcus Simeon. Simeon. Yeah. All and then, like back to back to back. Right. And then Marcus Simeon wasn't even, I, I was watching the game. He wasn't even, you know, like, as demonstrative as the coach, of course, but yeah. and he just got through out, and it just go. I mean that they he took away from a, a great moment in that game because it would have been the heart of the lineup. There was Marcus Simeon coming up with bases loaded, uh, I think, um, and he had actually they had actually pulled. Um, I forgot the pitcher. I forgot the reliever's name, but one of their better relievers um, in the game. They, he pulled him, and the uh, the guy in the bullpen that was coming in, I think it was Webb. That was coming in. He was like upset. Like he's like, I'm not even ready to throw. And then he goes yeah. out there and uh, and pitches well. But I thought that the Rangers pretty much gave that game away. Um, Dunning is slated to be the starter. They don't. I don't see a starter for um, Toronto. Um, do you? I, I saw Barrios uh, and then I, they took him off the board. And then like I don't know what's going on. Yeah, with Barrios that. had just pitched the other night, didn't he? Uh, yeah, I don't see a starter yet okay. for them. 
Okay, yeah. So, I mean, Dunning is slated to go for Texas. You see that? Yeah. Yeah, Dunning. Yeah. I have Dunning. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, Dunning, he got roughed up in his last two home starts. But prior to that, uh, he had allowed four earned runs in, his, uh, in the four starts prior to that, um, like total. So, just basically a run per game. Um, I mean, he's pitched well against good offenses like Atlanta, New York, Baltimore. Um, so the lineup, uh, the lineup is probably nothing that he'll be able. They won't be able to handle. I mean, he's faced those other lineups, and I mean, Toronto's got a good lineup, but it's there's nothing that he hasn't pitched well against before. So I think the history there of him pitching well uh, against certain lineups is um, is in his favor. Um, Texas's offense, I mentioned it, it hasn't been um, good as of late. They're in a bit of a funk. Uh, three earned runs or less in three of the last five games, which is down from what they usually do at home. If I'm not mistaken, they're right around seven runs um, at home in the, in the past maybe like 15 or 16 home games. So I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, so I'm, I want to say I remember uh, us doing a podcast, and it was right at like 6.8 uh, over the last uh, eight games. So uh, close to seven. I, I would just say six to be on the safe side, but between six and seven runs for the past 15 to 16 home games. So the offense is likely to pick up. Uh, like I said, I don't trust Toronto too inconsistent against a really good team who just lost a series against a division opponent that they really wanted to get. Uh, and you could tell how that was a really, really high leverage game for both teams. You could tell by some of the moves that um, each manager was making. Uh, I, I like the I like the Texas Rangers here, man, to get back on track and get a big home win. 6.73 over their last 15 games at close. home. Yeah, uh, yeah. So they they've yeah they've been crushing the baseball, um, but yeah man look I, I'm not gonna get an argument for me Dane Dunning I know he's given up some runs he's regressed a little bit but they're still winning ball games at home when he's pitching they're three and zero in his um, I think seven starts at home uh, as at least his record uh, is Dane Dunning's trying to look a look at I know he took a loss in his last run against the Angels but Angels seems like they've also found some form uh, yeah, offensively. Have. And he also gave up five walks in that game to the Angels. So that's not a recipe for success uh, when you are uh, a pitcher in the major leagues. But um, more times than not, they have won uh, in his starts at home. Just kind of going through it all the way back from April. 16-3 victory over the Phillies. They took a 7-2 loss against the uh, Orioles, but 11-2 victory over the Royals. A 5-2 victory over the Yankees. 7-4 victory over the Braves. And then the last two games at home. 6-4 victory of the Cardinals, and the last loss, like we talked about, was the Angels. So, um, yeah, I do trust Dunning. I know last season, a couple seasons ago, he was fade material, but he's really rounded into form here for mm-hmm. this pitching rotation for the Rangers, yep. and uh, he's looked really good. So, especially backed by this offense, uh, couldn't talk you off of this for sure. All right, Alante, uh, from my lock, I'm going to go over to that game between the Miami Marlins and the Washington Nationals. I'm going to take the Marlins on the run line here, minus one and a half. Coming to get a minus 105 over on DraftKings. And it's really, I'm fading Jake Irvin here, man. He's been terrible this season for the Nationals. He's one in three with a 5.81 ERA. And at home, he's 0-2 with a 7.32 ERA. The Nationals have lost five straight starts, or sorry, five straight games when Irvin has started. And each of those games, they've lost by at least two earned runs. Uh, the opposition has scored at least eight runs in each of his last five games when Irvin is on the mound. And on the other side, we have Braxton Garrett, who gets to start for the Marlins. On the season, he is 2-2 two and two with a 4.10 ERA, but he has more success on the road this season where he does possess a 2.29 ERA compared to his home ERA in Miami, where it's 6.35. So it's almost a third of what he uh, uh, has on the road compared to at home. Also, his day and night splits. Uh, Braxton Garrett during the day has an ERA of 1.89. He's pitched 38 innings during the day. He's only allowed eight earned runs in that span. And on the season, I know the Nationals 
uh, are good against left-handed pitching where they are number nine in WRC plus and number three in uh, batting average against left-handed pitching. But if you filter that down to over the last two weeks, so numbers have dipped or, um, for the Nationals where they dropped to number 15 in team batting average and all the way down to number 23 in WRC plus. So I'm going to take my chances here with Braxton Garrett on the mound, continue fading Jake Irvin here. I, I think the by Marlins bats can get to um, Jake Irvin here for sure. If you want to play the first five innings uh, run line for the uh, Marlins, I don't hate that. But I think uh, for me at minus 105, at uh, minus one and a half, minus 105 for the Marlins against uh, Jake Irvin and the Nationals here, I'm going to take that uh, as my lock for the Saturday games here at Lante. Yeah, man, um, I'm going to be honest. Like Washington is one of those teams I, I can't get right either. Um, they covered just about every run line. I, I was talking about Mackenzie Gore last uh, last episode with um, with Mal and D Rock, and he goes out and throws a gem against one of the better offenses. I mean, granted, they didn't have um, Jordan in the lineup, but what a that was a great pitching duel, uh, Javier and, and Gore. Uh, no runs going into the eighth or ninth inning, if I'm not mistaken, and then um, they like erupt. Uh, I think Presley blew. That's like a second blown save, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, right? Uh, for who? For Presley. Yeah, uh, I know he. There was a game where the Nationals had come back, and then they walked. I think they walked it off in the bottom of the ninth of the Astros, and yeah. in the last game. Um, yeah, if it's not his second well. consecutive, yeah. it's just it's maybe his second in a yeah. row. Um, yeah, yeah, but but yeah, but uh, I, yeah, I can't get Washington right, but I, I do agree with you. Um, with, with Irvin being on the mound, it's a different story um, between Gore and, and Irvin, obviously. And uh, if you are look, if you are a prop better, I mean, um, I know my guy Adam Rosenberg sends a lot of props out, but um, Arise total bases. I mean, that's a great look. He probably can get that and, and first at bat, to be honest, um, against Irvin. So I would look that way. Also, wouldn't um, wouldn't hate a, a run in the first inning um, mm-hmm. for uh, for the Marlins. Uh, they usually typically get off to to faster starts and then you know kind of slow down. So I don't hate that either. So I look for the Marlins early. And often in the matchup, um, but I don't hate the the run line play also at plus money. All right, so that is going to be our lock dog in total for the Saturday games as part of our Friday future show. Uh, we'll talk about the NL West division today. Um, so let's dive into it here, Lante. Um, currently, I am pulling up the. Uh, updated numbers here and the updated standings for the NL West division. And I am currently seeing the Arizona Diamondbacks are uh, leading this division right now with a record of 41 and 28. They have a two game lead over the second place team, which is the LA Dodgers 39 and 20. Then you have the Giants at 36 and 32 Padres uh, two games below 500. 33 and 35, seven and a half games back are the Padres and then the lowly uh, Colorado Rockies, 29 and 42 with a 13 uh, game deficit um, behind the Arizona Diamondbacks. And currently right now, what I'm seeing here, Delonte, the updated um, updated odds, I should say, for this division, the Dodgers are a minus 215 uh odds on favorite to win the division. The D-backs are 5 to 1, Padres 6 to 1, Giants 8 to 1 and the Rockies are a 600 to 1 uh <laughs> right now. So we won't even probably won't have much to talk about the Rockies. <laughs> uh, but let's talk about this Arizona Diamondbacks team. I know um a lot of us when we did the division previews uh coming into the season, we were really high on this uh um 
on this Diamondbacks team, right? I know they had trade made some trades in the offseason. I know they t- traded Delton Varsho over to the uh, Toronto Blue Jays. But really, we're all fans of uh, Zach Gallen. Um, he does pitch, I believe, on Friday night for the Arizona Diamondbacks. But um, this team has – I know – I. I I thought they were going to do well this season. We also did give them out to make the division or sorry, make the playoffs at around four to one, five to one. Um, But right now they're still five to one to win this division. I know we talked to, or you tipped the pirates a while back at a nine to one price, if I'm not mistaken, Mm -hmm. when they had the division lead right now at five to one. um, I know they have the Dodgers in this division and really for the pirates, it's, I don't want to say they're in control of their own destiny, but a lot of us had the Cardinals or the Brewers picked in that division. I know the Cardinals have just been absolutely terrible uh, thus far this season. But what are you thinking about this Diamondbacks team, man? Right now, 41-28, and 5-1 to one to win this division right now. Do you think they can hold on or do you think they're going to regress? Man, I, I think they can be – I don't think they're going to regress to, you know, back to regular – like what we're used to seeing, but I think they might regress a little. Now, I also don't think that the Dodgers are this juggernaut like they used to be. Um, with Kershaw and age, uh, I think um, is Dustin May. Uh, is he injured or like? I'm gonna try to look that up because like, I know I was kind of confused at, at some of the reports I was reading about him. Um, but I mean, their pitching is not as shored up as a, a lot of people think it is, I mean, like it usually be. So for I mean, to be down two and a half games and and, and a minus two fifteen favorite, I mean, I know we got a lot of baseball left, but. If if Arizona can sure up that bullpen uh, at the trade deadline, I think that's their biggest concern is sharing up that bullpen. Uh, maybe get another arm um, to help Gallon out. Uh, I, I mean, look, I, I was a believer in Arizona from from the jump. Uh, I know I was watching you guys talk about it. Uh, I had my own um, preconceived notions on them last year with how well Gallon pitched um, to end that year. So I thought going into this year they would be uh, a lot better team. Not this good, but I thought they'd be you know somewhat. Uh, better. Uh, Corbin Carroll swinging the bat really, really well. Uh, he's playing really good. Uh, like I said, I mean, they're winning at home. I don't have the the schedule or breakdown of how many home games they have left, but I mean, if they can go, you know, like, what are they, 21 and... Let me look. So they're 21 and 17 at home, and they're actually been right. better on the road. They're 20 and 11. Right, so four games over five, over 500. If they can keep it around that four or five range, I think they got a real good shot at five to one to win this. I mean, the main thing is they got to shirt up that bullpen. Uh, they yeah. got to get they got to get that bullpen um, shirt up to be able to be to be able to close out some of those games. Because if I'm not mistaken, they have a, a decent amount of blown games um, due to that bullpen. So if they can get that taken care of, uh, maybe add uh, you know a third you know uh, middle of the rotation guy to help Gallon out. But, I mean, I think five to one is a bark. And I mean, if you, I mean, I know we're going to get to it, but. Like I would take a swing at San Diego, maybe, man. I mean, just just the upside of their offense. Uh, I mean, just alone. I mean, they they're playing well right now. I mean, Tatis is playing incredible on both sides. Uh, he's he's fielding the ball really well. I think. Did you see that throw that he threw that guy out at first? Was yeah. He had his body like another man. That was great. He's robbing home runs. He's hitting home runs. Um, uh, Soto is is always going to be Soto. Um, yeah, man. If they can get it together. Uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on, on on San Diego. I don't trust their pitching as much as I do their offense. I guess that's the main halt uh, in, in why I wouldn't put uh, a decent amount of stock in it. But I think it's worth a you know worth a couple sprinkles um, for San Diego. Yeah, I think for uh, let me give my thoughts on the Diamondbacks. I agree with you one hundred percent about that. I think they need to get a or I don't think they need to get another arm in that pitching rotation because it's really Zach Gallon Merrill Kelly. 
And then there's a significant fall off. I know we talked about Tommy Henry today, um, and he's been decent uh, thus far for this Diamondbacks team. But Ryan Nelson hasn't been that guy for them. I faded him um, his last start uh, against the Phillies. Uh, he's been giving up runs early within those first five innings, so that's not going to you know get it done for this Arizona Diamondbacks team. Um, so if they're able to get a, maybe another number two or number three decent arm in there, um, I think this team can, you know, stay along very well and, and may still compete for this division. Um, offensively, I'm not worried about this team. I mean, we talked about Corbin Carroll who's, you know, probably going to be rookie of the year. I know Cruz is going to give him a run for his money with the Reds, but Kelton Marte, he's been pretty good for this team as well. Christian Walker, uh, I know they traded for Lourdes Gurriel as part of that trade with the uh, uh, the Blue Jays in the offseason. And, um, you know, they have had guys that have contributed as well. So, um, and you're right, they do need to show up the bullpen. So not more question marks for this Arizona Diamondbacks team. It's kind of, you know, patching up the holes right now, which is kind of that pitching side of this team for this Diamondbacks team, which is either getting an arm in that rotation yeah. and adding a couple more arms in that bullpen. Um, Out of some of the guys that are available, who, who are some of the guys you think are going to be available? I mean, it's always hard to tell with, uh, yeah. with some of the teams – um, I know that they were, I think people, a lot of people were tossing around, you know, Strowman, um, depending on what the Cubs want to do. Uh, I mean, I've heard people t- toss around a bunch of uh, different names, man. Some guys. I've heard Bieber as well. Right. Man. Me too. Yeah. I've heard Bieber, uh, a, a bunch of different guys. So I think are quality, quality starters, maybe just not for the situation that they're in. But yeah, man, if they can get Bieber or Strump, man, that's a, that's, that's a hell of a one, two, three. Yeah, I think Strowman would be really good for this team. Um, I think kind of fits that perfect two to three guy that they need here mm-hmm. uh, behind Zach Gallen. Um, I'll get to the Padres in here a second here. Uh, Dodgers, again, you mentioned they're not that juggernaut team, but they're dealing with those injuries in that pitching rotation. Dustin May is going to be, I think, a sideline for at least two months, which is what they're calling a forearm strain. So I'm, I'll be surprised if we do see him back for the season. I know he's coming off the Tommy John surgery. Um, and they're also well without Julio Rios as well. And I know Walker Buehler is going to be out for this rest of the season as well. So right. um, this team isn't afraid to go out and make a move if they need to for a pitching uh, arm. We saw that with the Mike Scherzer trade, the Trey Turner trade that they did make a few seasons back. But um, let's hope it's I, not Otani. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think I think that would be something in the offseason for uh, Otani if they do make a move for him. But I forgot who mentioned it um, in the chat here. Uh, yeah, it was Case in that saying, does anybody really care about the division at, at this point? It's really Padres, uh, Dodgers, and the Diamondbacks. And I think that we talk about the Dodgers, they're probably going to be okay just kind of getting into uh, the playoffs. Um so t- talking about the Dodgers team, I mean, I really didn't have much with this Dodgers team. It's kind of like they're kind of just chugging along here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We know the offense can put up runs. The question mark, like you mentioned, has been um, the pitching rotation. So I wouldn't be surprised if they go out and make a move or to add an arm in this division. Obviously, you're not going to lay a minus 215 price with this mm-hmm. team right now. That's two games back, and we're in the month of June right now. But um, – do you have any more thoughts on the Dodgers? I think the more conversation is probably about this Padres team coming up. Yeah, uh, I mean, definitely you can't you can't lay two fifteen. I, I don't care how confident you are uh, in the Dodgers, but just with some of their injuries. I mean, you just listed off their three aces. They're, those those were those guys were at the top of their lineup. Yeah, uh, like a year ago. So I yeah. mean, those you're down three guys, and I mean Gonsolin. While he's good, I mean, I think he's uh, I think he gets a lot of a uh, flack, but. I mean, he's not the greatest, you know, one, two, or or one if you want to put him there. So he's great at he's great in Dodger Stadium. I'll, I'll yeah. say that much. He's yeah. really yeah. good at Dodger Stadium. Yeah. 
But I mean, well, that's shit, about you, it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you, you could probably be good at Dodger Stadium with the way those bats swing <laughs> yeah. there. But uh, but yeah, man, I think the Dodgers are somewhere in. Um, you know how well, me and you both can can relate to to the NBA um, references. I think they're similar to what Denver was at the end of the season, where they knew they were good in the playoffs. They were gonna they were gonna be um, a top seed, and all they yeah. wanted to do was get in. And it didn't matter where they were because they you know are are pretty much premiered as, as a better team uh, in power rating. So I think that's what the Dodgers were on, and I think Arizona, the young team. Uh, with some of those guys, I think that'll be a big accomplishment for them to win that division. So, I mean, you got the motivation. You got, I mean, right now, two and a half games up. I mean, it doesn't seem like a lot, but if they get rolling, they went on, they went at home, they went on the road. Um, if you just add some more pieces to that, I mean, I think the, I think the juice is only going to get higher for them. And like you said, I mean, the Dodgers. I mean, how many division titles have they won? I mean, do they really care about the division? Yeah. Like, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's that's what basically factored into my handicap is that I don't think the Dodgers are motivated to win. They want to get healthy. They want to get those guys back if they can. Um, and just maybe get them some reps and, and, and not overdo it, get in the, um, get in the playoffs and, and see what they can do. But, um, again, this is all, you know, subjective. Because if they go out and they go get whoever, like Otani or something, you know, everything changes. Yeah. Hundred uh, percent. So yeah, getting over to the next team, the Giants, which are in third place in this division, thirty six and thirty two. They've been playing really good baseball at least over the last what four to six weeks yeah, here. Absolutely. Um, uh, within this not only division but obviously uh, in MLB, but you know this team was what a couple seasons removed from winning what a hundred plus games and winning the division, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. Yeah, um, big odds. Big yeah, odds. they had really big odds to win this division and. Again, this is another team that doesn't have the big sexy name and big sexy names. I know they have some guys in the batting uh, order that you know casual baseball fans may know, but when you talk about their pitching rotations, it's really guys like Logan Webb, who's absolutely phenomenal in San Francisco all the time. I mean, there's no question about that. Um, and then quietly, they've won four games in a row. They've won uh, seven out of the last nine games. Um, and you just kind of take a look at their. Uh, Stats. I think it starts with Gabe Kepler, their manager, who's just done a really good job of working with the dames that he does have on this team. And again, like I mentioned, it's not the big sexy names for this for this team. Uh, Logan Webb is leading this team in ERA and in innings pitch. You have Anthony Disclafani, Alex Cobb. Um, but I think for this team, when we talk about a definition, again, if you want to make another NBA reference, it feels like it's like the other NBA Finals team. It's like the Miami, Miami. <laughs> right? It's yeah. like they have they don't have the big sexy names. I know they have Jimmy Butler and stuff, but mm-hmm. they just find ways to win with their role players. And then you know, I'm not I'm not sure what the future holds. I know that we had the whole Aaron Judge or Arson Judge uh, <laughs> in the off season and all that uh, all that stuff, and also try to get um, Carlos Correa. That didn't work out for them either. But do you have any thoughts on this Giants team? Look, man, I mean, the Giants have been counted out so many times and, and proved people wrong. Um, I don't totally count them out. I just wouldn't put my money behind it. I mean, you mentioned Logan Webb. I, I just don't trust the rest of those guys to be consistently good um, night in and night out or, or start after start every five days, every six days, however they do their uh, their rotations. But I think Webb is really good. Um, you know, their offense is the definition of money ball. Like they got guys they get on base. Yeah. They, they they do the they do the right things. They're they're the perfect baseball baseball team, like analytically driven. Um and I think that's that's to be accounted for. But as, as far as putting money on it, I mean I just don't think that 
I don't think that they're better than the Dodgers or or Arizona right now. I I don't think the pitching will get any better. I mean, their bats are going to be what they what they are. They're going they're going to get contact. They're going to get on base. Uh, they're going to do things the right way. But as far as you know, we saw what happened to the Miami Heat. Man, they just they run up against better guys, and it's just yeah. it's only so much you can do. And yeah. you only can throw Logan Webb every five days. So, yep. I mean, it, maybe if Rodon was still there, I mean, you know, as a Yankees fan, uh, I kind of wish he was still there and we could put assign somebody else. But, um, like, if he was still there, then that's different because then you got the you got the 10-day window where, boom, you can go back-to-back with Rodon, Rodon, Webb, and, and get you two wins or, yep. or, be com- or be competitive in those two games. And, I mean, in the division right now, I mean, if they, if they had Webb and, and Rodon, I mean, that's probably the best one-two punch in – uh, in that division, um, if, if Rodon was rounding into what he was and not, you know, what he ended up uh, at the end of last season. So, yeah, I mean, right now I just don't trust the I don't trust the pitching staff um, of San Francisco. Uh, they're never to be counted out. I just I just won't put my money on. Them. I, I'd rather take a longer flyer with uh, with San Diego. Well, actually, I guess I would rather take San Diego at their eyes than San Francisco. Yeah, look, and we talk about San Diego team now. Um, I think they were the big sexy pick coming into this year. Uh, where they again um, made some great offseason moves, or not great offseason moves, I want to say, but they gave a huge contract to Xander Bogards. Um, mm-hmm. They already had Juan Soto in this lineup, who they traded for last year. Manny Machado opted out; he resigned with this team, and also Fernando Tatis Jr. that was dealing with all the uh, the suspensions and stuff like that. But um, this team, at least offensively, has been a little underwhelming, and it seems like they have started to find some form here. Um, over the last couple of weeks here, especially over this last week where um, the averages are definitely up for a lot of these batters in the lineup. Xander Bogarts right now, um, 267. Juan Soto, 261. Manny Machado, 252. Fernando Tatis, 280. But I think also you kind of take a look at the pitching for this team as well, right? Right now, their ace right now, at least from a, a stats perspective, has been Michael Walker. He, ha- he leads his team with seven wins. ERA of 2.89, a 7-2 record. He has eight quality starts and 13 starts thus far this season. And then after that, it's guys like Blake Snell, you Darvish, Joe Musgrove. I know he had a good season last year. Coming back from injury, hasn't been able to find his form just yet. But what are your thoughts on this Padres team? Because on paper, they were one of the odds-on favorites, I think, with the Dodgers to win this division right now for them sitting at where they are. I think the value for this team is, or the or the odds indicate that the value may be on this Padres team right now here, Lante. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, back to the NBA references, man. I think this is more like the, um, I guess I would say the the Dallas Maverick, Phoenix Sun type of team. Ton of talent, um, great great offense, not so good um, defense. Um, certain. In certain situations, but I mean, just with those bats, you you listed out the averages. I mean, they can go at the top of their lineup is probably better than you know ninety percent of, of baseball's full lineup. Like this I mean, look, top- you have these four names at the top of your lineup: Juan Soto, Alexander Bogarts, Manny Machado, and Fernando Tatis. I mean, come on, man. Right. So I mean, and, and we we've seen it. Like, and I've seen um, what those guys are made of. It's just that the pitching is. You know, Darvish is not good on the road. Um, Mus- Musgrove is is hit or miss. Uh, you mentioned Snail. I'm, I'm, I'm the I'm not the biggest Snail fan. I mean, I think Me he's neither. I think he's pretty much hit or miss. And, and when he's off, he, he's really like when he doesn't have it, he doesn't have it at all. Like there's no 
um, getting out of certain situations. If he doesn't have it, they're going to, the offense is going to pour it on. So, I mean, as long as they're playing, you know, at Petco, then I mean, they're just a, a juggernaut, especially offensively. But I, I got trouble. I got um, questions about that, that, uh, that pitching staff. I mean, Walker is, I mean, I don't know what to think of Walker. Cause I mean, wasn't, he was in Boston, right? He was in Boston. He's bounced around a lot in his career. Yeah, but uh, when no he was in Boston, he used to kill New York. I used to, I used to hate when he when he pitched against <laughs> New York. I used to hate him, man. He just he has a knack for performing in, in big spots and big games. So I, I am a fan of, of Walker. Now I can be a fan of him now that he's out of Boston. But um, yeah, I mean, but you got to think like Darvish is is supposed to be your ace. I'm assuming that's that's what they wanted. Darvish is supposed to be your yeah. ace, and he can't win a road game. Uh, at yeah. home, yeah, he's perfectly fine. But you got to be able to win on the road to be able to make an impact here. And while they're hot right now, I mean, the competition hasn't been great. I think they played a lot of uh, defense-oriented teams. Didn't they have a series against, like, Cleveland um, not too long ago? Uh, yes, yeah, so I want to see them. This past week, yeah. Yes, yeah, so I want to see woke up. Yeah, and I, of course. I mean, because, I mean, Cleveland, they don't have the threat offensively to be able to challenge them. So, I mean – you know, when you when you going in with a club who doesn't have the will to score five or six runs on a consistent basis, or I mean four to five runs on a consistent basis like Cleveland, I mean you got more juice offensively to be able to go out there swing the bat and be more comfortable knowing that this team is not offensively driven. At least that's how I look at it. Um, but yeah, I mean just upside wise, I mean I think what six to one you said is the. Uh, for the Padres, yeah, it is six to one right now on DraftKings. But again, yeah, I make mean, sure to definitely mean, shop around. Yeah, I mean, worth a shot at, at anything over there. Um, just just worth a you know a sprinkle on it. Um, I, I do think just because the odds, if this was any other team, like as far as being games back, they'd be double digits to, to win a division. So that just goes to show you, like you mentioned, the respect that the odds makers have uh, for for the Padres and, and that offense. Um, yeah, if they can, I don't know what kind of moves they could make as far as getting some some more quality arms. Uh, maybe they just think that they have enough quality arms. I, I personally, I'm just not a fan of two or three of those guys um, be, in the long run. Maybe they're good right now, but in the long run, the further they get into the season, I think those guys will, will wear down and, and probably cost them. But uh, worth a shot at, at six yeah. one. It almost seems like Shane Bieber would be a great fit for this pitching rotation. I think um, Shane Bieber fit anywhere. Yeah, anywhere. Uh, yeah, anywhere. You're right, but I think that when we talk about like that's, that's a fair point. Needed, yeah, I, I think that he would be a great fit here. And again, I wouldn't count out Otani in the off season. I don't know if they will find a way to make the money work. They, if will. they can make the money they, work. They, they, got, they got Derek Stevens back in there, man. They good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they good. They good. Um, but yeah, look, I think that, uh, and I've been talking about this a lot over the past month that this offense has been lackluster. And I think they've finally, uh, you know, at least this past week against the Guardians, they've woken up a little bit. But I, this is another team. I think that's kind of been the theme of this division as that this they need pitching, right? We talked about the Dodgers, the injuries that they have to their pitching rotation. Uh, we talked about the Arizona Diamondbacks that need some help on their pitching rotation. Um, and also the uh, Giants' Logan Webb. And after that, it's a big question mark for this team. So, um, you know, we'll – uh, it'll be interesting to see what kind of transpires for this Padres team. Like I mentioned right now, they are, uh, what, how many, seven and a half games back Yeah, at six to one. I definitely do worth, uh, think that it's worth a sprinkle. Um, I'll throw some make miss playoff odds before we wrap up the episode here today, but 
for the Colorado Rockies, I have nothing to add here. Um, <laughs> it, it's the same thing with this team every single year that they're decent at home, but on the road, they're absolutely atrocious. Right now, 29 and 42, 13 games back in the NL West division. They're missing their top two bats, arguably with Chris Bryant and also uh, Charlie Blackman, who's on the uh, IL. With, I believe it's a broken hand for him. Um, they've been feisty. I'll say that. You know, they'll they'll sneak out a win here or there where they're a two to one underdog. Think they did against the Boston Red Sox earlier this week. I know they're in Atlanta this weekend, but um, I thought their run differential would be much higher than it is right now at minus 75. But um, <laughs> I don't have much for this team, Lonta. You have anything to add? No, no, I don't. And I'm surprised is uh, because the Marlins do have the worst run differential in, in the MLB, right? Uh, the Marlins, no, uh, it's the A's. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I, I don't even, I don't even count the A's anymore. So the Marlins are right now minus thirty. Oh, okay. um, Nationals are minus. Oh wait. Okay. So it's that's they 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 have the the biggest win the biggest uh, differential for winning teams. That's what I that's what I mean. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I got nothing. I got nothing to add for for Colorado, man. Just don't don't bet it. Just just leave them yeah. alone. Just cross them off your list. Just cross them. Off. Uh, so to kind of wrap up, uh, there's some make miss odds here, and then we'll 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 give out a a bet here that we would put down a hundred dollar free roll, uh, if we had one here for this NLS division. So Padres right now to make the divisions, Lante minus one twenty is a yes, no is even money. This over at DraftKings, uh, the uh the sorry the Dodgers minus sixteen hundred to make <laughs> the playoffs. Um, Giants are at plus one ten to make the playoffs, and Noah's at minus one thirty. Does that no price intrigue you a little bit? A little bit, it does. Um, what is the uh, how many games are they out of the wild card? Do you you had the wild card standings? Yeah, I have it right here. So right now they are. Let's go to the National League. Um, they're in third. It's three teams now, right? Yeah, it's three. Yeah, it's three. yeah. So they had that third spot right now. The okay. Phillies are one and a half games back. The mm-hmm. Brewers are two games back. Uh, the Reds are two and a half back. Padres three, Mets four, and Cubs five. Yeah, I'll I take the note on um, on that, thinking that, I mean, how high I am on the Padres, and I think you like the Padres also. Yep. But um, I, I kind of like the Reds a, a lot too. I mean, I know we're not talking about, uh, you know, their division, but they're only one and a half games back, you said, right? Uh, two and a half. Yeah, so I, I think I like the Reds there. I like like three or four teams behind them to to get hot and, and challenge them for that third spot. And like I said, I mentioned the pitching for um, San Francisco. Not really a fan of it. Um, yeah, man. So I like to know um, for San Francisco to not make the playoffs. All right. So hundred dollar free bet here. I'm giving you. You could split it up. You could put on one team. Where would you put it on its NL West division? Whether it's a division winner or whether it's a make miss playoff odds. Man, give me Arizona at five to one um, to win it. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Give, I mean, that's extremely, extremely good value for a team at the top of the division, um, playing good baseball. Not a lot of injuries. Um, we mentioned the injuries that the Dodgers have have faced. I mean, who knows? I mean, injuries are going to happen to to every team. So you kind of just kind of you got to kind of just hope it doesn't happen at the wrong times. Um, but right now, good injury look for Arizona. Not so good for the Dodgers. Uh, uh, I like the, I like their one two better than the Dodgers one two right now. Um, I mean, if they can just get that bullpen shirt up, I man. If they, if they could get that bullpen shirt up, I, I put I put a lot more on it. But as far as the hundred dollar bit, give me that five to one, man. I think that's a good value at the top, being at the top of that division. Yeah, I am holding a fifty to one and a twenty five to one on the Arizona Diamondbacks to win Whoa. the division. 
Um, but my hundred dollar free bet, I think I really like that Giants. Min- I know it's a minus price at this yeah. juncture of the season, man. But I think there's a lot more competitive teams, not only in this division where they're gonna have to battle with the Dodgers, the Arizona Diamondbacks, and trying to kind of put it into perspective here, Lante. The uh, books have the Diamondbacks at minus one fifty five to make the playoffs. And then you also take a look at the San Diego Padres minus one twenty to make the playoffs. <laughs> and then we fine. talked about some. So that's three teams right there that they're expecting to make that in the, right. make the division. So they, they want the whole so, damn they, the whole NL West except for Colorado is going to yeah yeah. So I think I would rather yeah I, I like that no price because the Phillies, the Brewers, the Reds, and the Mets, I think are all I don't want to say better teams. I think have a better chance to make the yeah. playoffs than the Giants do. So I, I think, yeah, I think they got higher upside. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, there you go. The upside, I think that's a correct word. So I would go with the Giants at minus 130, um, put a little bit on that. And then um, if you do like the Padres, again, upside is there for sure at 6-1. to one. I, I don't hate it. Uh, but I'm, I already have those Diamondbacks features. I'm hoping that they do hold down. I know we're mm-hmm. slowly approaching the halfway mark, uh, mark of the season, but um, – yeah, man. Uh, let's see what happens with this team. I'm rooting for you for the for those. I got a. I don't have any. I got Arizona uh, over their win total. Yes, um, I do but, too. On but that. I, I don't have any. Uh, I don't have any division stuff. But I will add this five to one to my portfolio for sure. I agree, my man. All right, man. That is going to do it for this edition of the MLB Gambling Podcast. Slanta, anything else we want to mention before we get out of here, my man? Not much, man. A lot of good baseball on um, this weekend. Some pretty good matchups. Uh, and also, I mean, the College World Series is, like, going to be incredible. I think uh team in my backyard here, Wake Forest, saw them a lot um, live. Man, really, really good team. Uh, they got a lot of, uh, of good players. They got a – I think they got a pro. Uh, Rhett is uh, the, the ace for their lineup. Really good pitcher. So, man, some good uh, quality MLB players to look out for in the College World Series if you're, you know, if you're a diehard, like, I guess – or degenerate like we are. Uh, yeah, look at. I'm currently sweating out uh, TCU minus one and a half, and it's not looking good for me right now. Man, I got, I got five, TCU. Yeah, they had a five-two lead um, heading into the top of the ninth. They already golfed up one. They have two on nobody out. So, man, listen. Or Roberts is the Miami Heat. They are the Miami. <laughs> Heat. They do not quit after that. After they blew that game against Oregon, I thought it was over for them. Yeah. Yeah, I thought, I thought so they too. Came back, they came back, won the series, and now they're they're in the college world series. Yeah, man, yeah. great, great baseball, um, great baseball weekend, man. Great yeah. baseball weekend. Uh, appreciate everybody in the chat. Uh, we'll be back on Sunday, same time around five Eastern. We'll talk about the Monday games. I believe it's myself and Lante will be back on Sunday. So look out for us then. Yep. Um, enjoy the baseball this weekend. Let's make some money. Good luck with your bets, here, guys. Let's break these books off and let. It ride.